comes the bride, all dressed in Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. I'm Googling best online ordination. (laughs) I think I just literally Googled get ordained online. (laughs) And uh, it told me what internet to do it at. I'm saying get un- ordained online. Fun. Fun. I want to get ordained somewhere did fun. Did you really just put fun? I did. Uh, welcome to my wedding okay, industrial complex. The wedding <laughs> podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. Uh, oh, hi. You're Tegan. You're Liz. And someone here is about to get ordained. <laughs> it's me. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it live. <laughs> She's doing it live. Uh, I, I feel like this should be a harder thing to do, but also I'm so pleased that it's so easy to do. So, all right. So this was, it started as a joke, but now it's real. We were talking about, uh, so this episode is about ceremonies. We're talking about wedding, wedding ceremonials. Because as of this recording, we are five days away. Five Ah, or four. Five days away. So many time has elapsed. That was not. So many time. (laughs) Welcome to I Can't Talk with Tegan. Uh, so we were talking about ceremonies and I was saying that I've been meaning to get ordained online. And so what we're going to do. It's a good thing you have on your to-do list for it's, forever. You know, just because. Why not? Uh, so I am now, while we record this podcast, going to get ordained online just so that everyone can see how fast and easy it is. Um, and I just would like. <laughs> Set it and forget it. Exactly. Uh, so apparently, according to dudism.com, uh, there are. About 350,000 Dudist priests worldwide. Whoa. Do you know that? That's a lot. Ordaining is totally free and there are no obligations. I would like everyone to know also that I found uh, dudism.com. One, apparently it's where Damon got ordained, but also I found it by Googling get ordained online. Fun! (laughs) Because I wanted something fun. I didn't want to just go the good old no, fashioned regular old. God's going to take care of your route. I wanted to do something weird. <laughs> I will say uh, I am ordained with the Universal Life Church, uh, which I think is standard when you like Google quick ordination. Uh, and it, I got ordained within three minutes. And the only trick is you have to spend like $30 to get a certificate so that you can like mail it to the whatever place you are in that you like witnessed someone or like, or like what, what's the ordained someone's marriage? Right. Is that the right? Wait, say the sentence again. I said ordained someone's marriage and that's officiate. Officiate someone's um, wedding. Yeah. That's not correct. Uh, but I didn't pay that money because I'm not actually officiating anyone's marriage, but I do get emails from the universal life church telling me how to be a good pastor. So, well, that's good. Um, I will be available for your wedding of choice. <laughs> You don't even have to tell them your address. Really? Yeah. I had to tell them my address for the Universal Life Church. It's like, you can add as little or as much information as you like. Please tell us your city and country, at least. We want to know where our dudist priests are. Huh. Huh. I don't have to give them my address, which I think is hilarious. I think of places to get ordained at, this one seems obviously the most chill. <laughs> oh my God. This is literally like the shortest fucking form I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> all, I so do, all I have to do, all I have to do is 
the vow. It says, I vow to uphold the principles of dudism, to just take it easy, to be dude, in parentheses, easygoing, to everyone I meet, and to keep my mind limber. I have to well, you click have to keep on your mind limber. I have to click on that to to vow that I believe in that. Well, don't take that lightly. I like, won't consider it. And then it says, <laughs> uh, "Affirm. I affirm that this ordination is for me and not for someone else or my dog or whatever." Yeah, don't ordain your dog. I'm gonna affirm that too. Can you find? Is there an ordainyourdog.com? Hang on. I'm, I, I'm sure there is. <laughs> it says, "Please don't ordain your friends without their knowledge." Oh, not only is it against the league bylaws, but we get spam complaints from people who didn't want to receive an ordination. Ordain your Except dog. that dudism.com will email me confirmation of this ordination and occasional updates. I understand that I can unsubscribe at any time. Thank you. Tegan. What? Pastor Pooch. Get ordained. Shut up. <laughs> can I ordain my cat? Getordained.org. Pastor Pooch. Let me see. Oh, no, no. This is about a Pastor Pooch. Oh, rude. I want to ordain my cat now. How can you get a cat ordained? <laughs> I'm going to Google that more. Uh, so now that you're ordained. Yeah, I'm ordained now. Are you ordained now? Yeah, I'm you ordained just did now. It? Yep, I oh, got that it. was so anticlimactic. I was waiting for, look at your certificate. That's very appropriate. Is yeah. that Angel What's-Her-Face? Uh, I cannot tell. Does it look like a Viking lady? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, so basically, I now am looking at a certificate that says this document hereby affirms that Tegan Walsh Davis has been ordained by the Church of the Latter-day Dude. <laughs> so, just in case anybody needs me to officiate your wedding, the Latter-day Dude. I have it now. I can do it. I'm a legal professional. Uh, Pastor Pooch. Pastor Pooch. Yep, got an email from dudism.com. That was so fast. Wait, what? That was so easy. No, no, I just found another thing that CNN says even... Even dogs can be ordained. So we can make it happen. I'm Googling, can I ordain my cat? This is riveting podcast content, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we'll just like uh, tighten it up in post. Uh, anyway, so we are talking about ceremonies this week because in less than a week, I will be getting hitched. Uh, so quick update on where we're at. Uh, most everything is done. I'm having an argument with Sharon, the lady who <laughs> runs Sharon. the space that we're doing our reception at because she doesn't think that eight people should be able to fit around this table that I know eight people don't fit around, but it's just me and Damon in our wedding party and we're going to be up and walking around. So Sharon, you need to chill out. Sharon, get over it. I hope Sharon doesn't listen to this podcast. I have opinions about Sharon. Um, uh, sorry, Sharon. Sorry, also Sharon. Not sorry. Sharon, stop being a jerk about where I can sit. Uh, She's just got my best interests at heart, I guess. Um, but I strongly guess. <laughs> uh, so that's where we're at. We're doing our last minute businesses. I got to put a slideshow together and we have to figure out how the technology is all going to work out. Um, like what kind of computers we need to bring to the space and everything like that uh, for our laser light show. Oh, there's snap. no laser light show. Oh, man. See, I'm already. I'm you got not, so excited. I'm, I'm so already. Sorry. I'm already way too involved in the in the the church of the Latter Day Dude. Okay, I was like, oh out. man, we got a laser light show. That's so exciting, man. Yeah, just be chill. Uh, there will be a photo booth with a photo booth app. Apparently, uh, there will be a slideshow, and there will be our own DJ stylings, 
which we've talked about on this podcast before. I'm yes. a little nervous that everybody's going to be like, this is the music you like? Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> they can get over it. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody will deal. Um, and other than that, I feel like I've been emailing vendors to be like, hey, everything cool? And they've been like, yeah, except for Sharon. So... Sharon, you are the one person who's holding up the line here. <laughs> Sharon, get it together. Sharon, my dude. I think that she I honestly just got like, uh, I've been in such a, I said this before to you before we started recording that like my moods have been going back and forth between like, everything's fine. I'm so excited and I'm so super happy to like, I've done everything wrong. It's all going to fall apart to like, I'm furious with Sharon. <laughs> Like back and forth like that. And it's just like, this is typical. uh, You're getting down to the wire on a thing you've been planning for a literal year. Right. I think that's ultimately what it is, is that it's like, it's partially that it's wedding specific and partially that it's just like, you're planning a big thing with a lot of moving parts. And I think it's totally natural. I mean, like you and I used to run a theater company together. Yeah. It's very similar Yeah, where you're like, we've been planning all this and (laughs) this is someone's job to do this thing. And this is someone's job to do this other thing. And I just hope to God that they remember that that's what their job is. Yeah. And they do it right. And within budget. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Within budget is the big thing. And I think I've been falling, uh, into that trap a bunch with our wedding planning too, because I keep thinking about it like a theater production where everything's got to be perfect and done by the first performance night right but it's not really like that because if we get in there and uh sharon's actually right about the table setup we can do something else right it's like it's a moving it's a moving uh object it's not it's not a a there's not a fourth wall at a wedding you know so it's like it's not like you have to make the illusion perfect for your audience it's it's a living it's the 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 event equivalent of a living document. You know, Although it's like I it's do, ongoing. I do feel like the wedding industrial complex makes you feel like it must be oh, totally. a theatrical production. Well, all those pictures you see of like candlelit rooms that are just like packed to the gills with white linen tables and feather like centerpieces that go up 70 feet. And you're like, right. who did that? And where are they putting it when you're done? And also, <laughs> I mean, I always just think about like, it makes me think of the sort of the, the classic now, well now classic, the modern classic like wedding exit, uh, which is the, like, it's nighttime and everybody's holding sparklers and you run under this like canopy of sparklers. <laughs> I thing. gotta say, I'm very afraid my hair would catch fire. Well, sure. There's <laughs> that. But also like I've done that at a couple of weddings and it's, it's a perfect example of that. It's a thing that looks great in pictures, uh-huh. but in reality it's a, it's a whole lot of waiting around and did you get the shot? Okay. We have to do it again and pretend like Wait, you just you came out. Again? Yeah. Oh, we did it. Yeah. I've, I've done it for a couple of weddings and at least one of them, like we did it two or three different times because like not everything was in place or like something went wrong. And then all the sparklers ran out and like people's oh. people weren't, couldn't get their sparklers lit at the right time. And no. then like the shot didn't look right. So we had to do a couple more rounds to make sure it looked right. It's the same kind of thing where it's like, it's rehearsal that's happening during the performance. So that's fine. And it's just sounds a lot like that. Everything like this is orchestrated so that your pictures look good. And you can say later that you had a perfect event. Exactly. When like, I don't know that we need to put that kind of pressure on ourselves. Exactly. And I think that's so much of what it is. I mean, that's so much of, because I think we, obviously we talk a lot about the wedding industrial complex on this show. (laughs) What would that being in the title? You know, uh, Ron Howard voice. Hey, that's the name of the show. Um, (laughs) No, but because that's what the show's about. But I think we also need to think very particularly about the contemporary millennial, like 
Instagram generation wedding industrial complex yeah. and how that is different and also just sort of like a terrible add on to the regular wedding industrial complex. Yeah. Because that's a whole separate thing. And I think it, it extends obviously further than just Instagram. I mean, than just weddings. It's, it's, you know, your whole, your whole life. life. And I, we talked about this about honeymoons where it's like, you know, have a honeymoon that is actually going to be fun for you and not just something that's going to look fun on Instagram. Right. You don't have to be an Instagram influencer when you're just trying to have a nice time with your spouse. Right. And I think that that's so much of what a lot of this pressure is from in general is this idea that regardless of how fun it actually is in real life, it has to look perfect in your Instagram pictures. Yeah. And we've talked about that I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, maybe we did about like how self-care is that way too. Where Oh, totally. I think, mm, I feel like we talked about it on this podcast. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it just feels like it's a, a combination of like, uh, you have to tell everyone in the world that you are having a hard time and then show them how you're overcoming it with Instagrammable things so that you can prove you're above whatever hard time you're having. Right. Which I think can really alienate other people who are having a hard time and not feeling like they're overcoming it with face masks. Right. And also who just like don't want to talk about it in that same way. Yeah. And, and it's that, it's that fine line between. It's also not to say like, don't share what you're going through. Right. Of course not. Cause it's, I mean, it is, it's just, it's that fine line of like, you know, what is, this is me being vulnerable with my, my network about stuff. And mm -hmm. this is me like performing that thing for, for yeah. the internet when maybe that's not how I really feel or that's not how I am actually like, I don't feel better now. Right. I shouldn't maybe pretend that I feel better now. Exactly. And, and I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I have a lot of trouble with this whole idea that things need to, well, I think, I think about this a lot when it comes to these big things. There've been a ton of these in Chicago recently. Now there were these like pop up. Oh, happy things. Place. Yeah. Like happy place or like 29 rooms or whatever. It's all this shit where it's like the entire purpose of this building is to go in and take photos in it for your Instagram. Like, yeah. That is what it is. But they're called museums. They're called museums. It's not a fucking museum. It's a place where you go in so you can take the same Instagram photo that everybody else has. And it's just, it's like, it's such <laughs> mass market lunacy. But it's like, uh, you know, I also don't want to fault the people who are like going there and taking pictures of themselves and like enjoying their own image. Right. You know I'm I mean? not mad about that. I think it's, it's, I am mad about the idea that that's a museum. Right. And I think it's, it's ultimately, I'm not mad at the people who participate in the thing. I'm mad at the thing for being in <laughs> invented. Yeah. Oh, I mean in general and like to tie it back to our podcast, like I'm not mad at anybody who wants to do like a traditional looking or internet traditional looking wedding. Sure. I'm mad at the, like the systemic establishment that makes you feel like that's what you need to be a valid person. In the right. World. It's the, it's, you're mad at the sort of the structure that has made it feel necessary mm -hmm. and or to make you feel inadequate for not wanting that. Exactly. And I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of mixed feelings in general about how the internet is changing our real life expectations and experiences, yeah. which is probably a whole other podcast. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, or it's not, I don't know, but specifically I'm thinking about like, I went, so my boyfriend and I, it was just our anniversary the other day and we went on a sunset lake cruise here in Chicago, which Happy was super lovely. Thank you. Uh, it was super lovely. And we went out on this boat, but it was like, 
taking pictures of the sunset and Mm -hmm. like, not just like looking at it, which is fine. Like take pictures, take momentum. That's fine. But even our tour guide at one point, like we, we turned around and there was this like great Vista because it was a beautiful night. It immediately started raining the second we docked, but it was a beautiful (laughs) night when we were out. And, uh, you know, he, we had this great view of, you know, the sun behind the Hancock tower and it was, it was gorgeous. And so, uh, but we turned the boat turned around and our tour guide was like, all right, everybody get over to this side and get that get that cover photo. And I was just like, well, one, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So yeah. it took me a hot second to be like cover photo. What's the fuck? And then I went, Oh, <laughs> and then I was like, God damn it. I'm mad about this now. Like I was having this delightful experience and now I'm mad about it because it's like, I feel like so much of everything now <laughs> is about make it look good for the picture, mm-hmm. make the picture better than the experience because mm-hmm. then it's, I don't know, it's almost a way of like well, tricking your brain into thinking that it was more fun than it actually was. Yes, and the idea that actually I've been struggling with a lot, um, not just in wedding planning, but like in my career and things like that, where like I draw, I've been working on anyway, like drawing comics and yeah. like getting better at that and learning how to write comics and like get into it, like hardcore, make it a career. Um, and I keep drawing things in my sketchbook and going like, that's not good enough to show anyone, but like, that's the point. Right. You're not supposed to show anyone that's practice. Right. But I feel like it's the same with like living your life anymore. And the internet is like, it doesn't have to be Instagrammable or Facebook worthy, or you don't even have to share it with anybody for right. it to still count as a piece of your life. Right. And like a valid thing that you did that matters. And I've just been like, struggling on my own with the idea that like uh me doing it for myself and no one else seeing it and it just existing in a book somewhere in my house forever is valid enough of a reason to do a thing yeah and you don't have to like you going on a sunset cruise with your boyfriend of two years is a valid enough reason to go do that thing right you don't have to prove it to the internet that you did it or that it was pretty like you know it was pretty. Right. You can tell people about it later if you want to, but you don't have to tell anyone. Yeah, it's very hard because it's just, I feel like... We've put ourselves outside of ourselves. Yeah, and I think that there's a... There's a difference... I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's hard these days to live sort of an an un an unobserved life yeah. in, in the same way, or like it, or to feel like if nobody's looking at you, that it still matters that you are living a life and right. that, like that your life is still worthwhile and functional and that you're still like doing something with yourself. And I wonder if that's a common thing. I mean, it feels like it's a common thing because of how the internet works, but I wonder if that's as common a thing as it is amongst people like us who grew up as like artists and working to like, like I it's constantly totally feel like I am not anything except for my output of like, sure. and I need the approval of other people to feel like I am allowed to keep doing a thing. Yeah. When like, no, yeah, you don't. No, I totally get that though. <laughs> I think, it, I think it does have something to do with that where it's like when you grow up making things for people to look at, uh, or experience in some way, like it does, you get sort of reliant on that, that external validation of like, yes, you are good. Like your audience has approved yeah. The thing that you're doing, your audience still wants to see this, yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, it's a whole lot of, it's a whole lot of fooey. A whole lot of fooey. Uh, speaking of audiences observing things, let's tie it back around to the let's actual. Let's talk topic. about to the actual topic. Uh, <laughs> welcome to segues with Tegan and Liz. We're not talking about the wheelie things on sticks, or are we? <laughs> well, we could be, but they scare me. Yeah. 
Oh. I feel like my center of gravity is not in the right place. Mm-mm, I'll fall over. <laughs> Damon and I watched an extended gif of two men trying to lasso a rogue segue that was just on the ground and spinning like a horrible skip it. <laughs> also, I appreciate the fact that this is the second time in as many episodes where we've talked about um, 1990s children's toys. We had a oh. whole riff on boppets. Oh, <laughs> I was like, the fuck are you talking about? We never talked about segues before. We didn't talk about segues. We did talk about about boppets for a while. It was a, it was a riff. Flick it. Flick it. Uh, That was where we got up to, anyway. It was, so ceremonies. Ceremonies for Uh, weddings, which is what this show is about, I swear. (laughs) But I hope everybody enjoyed the 20 minute business that we talked about self-care and living your best life in in, around, on, and off the internet. Yes. Because I think that matters a lot. And also, I think, impacts uh, what we're about to talk about. Ceremonies. Yeah, actual, exactly. real-time talking about it now. Um, Damon and I are doing a courthouse ceremony, as I think listeners of the podcast may already know. Yeah, I think we've talked probably. about that. Um, and for a courthouse ceremony in, in Cook County, anyway, um, you can bring up to 15 people with you. Oh, wow. Uh, so it feels less like an elopement and more like a wedding ceremony we're letting the government take care of. Right. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Um, and we hired a photographer to take pictures of it uh, which we, I think, also talked about on a photography episode or a makeup episode or both. Something like that, yeah. Um, and she's great. I'm very excited for her to take our photos. She's very fun. And she is a photojournalist. Oh, instead that's of like, cool. Yeah, so her deal is she asks people to kind of forget that she's there for most of it. And we'll yeah. do some like posed portraits. Sure. But, but she's more about like capturing, capturing like exciting candidates. Yeah. Which That's is great. What I'm really about because every time I pose for a picture, my mouth does a weird thing. Oh, mine too. I don't know how to smile when someone's looking at me. It's really unfortunate. Oh, did I ever tell you the story about when I was in high school, we did our senior photos and like, they're all supposed to be, you don't know this, but like, they're like a big deal. You get a cap oh, yeah. and gown and like you wear this stupid thing. So it's a piece of velvet that you get binder clipped behind you and you flip your like straps of your shirt and your bra straps down Mm -hmm. and they clip it behind you so that it all looks like all the ladies are wearing like a off the shoulder velvet black dress. I don't know why it's dumb. I didn't buy those photos. I'm glad I didn't go to school. It's school's dumb. Don't do it. No, do do a school. (laughs) Stay in school school of some kind. Stay in school. If you're already there, do some kind of school, but also like, High school is stupid. Knowledge is power, but high school is dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Yeah, I'm I would wear that shirt. Write that down. Write it down. Um, but uh, so we would do those like pictures, and I was wearing like an outfit that I thought I looked cute in, and I had hair down to my ass because I was because sure forgot about cutting didn't it. We all. Um, but I was posing like he asked me to, even though it felt really like fake and like I never actually curl my finger under my chin like the way he wanted me to sit. And then he was like, you keep smiling with your mouth closed. Smile with teeth in a couple of these photos. And I was like, no, I know that's going to look weird. And he was like, come on, just like one or two, just smile with teeth. And I was like, okay. And I smiled with teeth and he took a photo and he looked down at his camera and he went, smile however you want. <laughs> You're like, what I tell you, Jeremy. <laughs> I told you, I got a weird mouth and I'm uh, self-conscious about it. Don't look at my teeth. Can I help you? So, uh, all that to say, posing for photos makes me very itchy, which is also hard when you uh, grew up being an actor. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but our- I feel like it's that weird thing of like how, because I find so often that uh, actors, myself excluded, but actors generally hate public speaking. 
Yeah, that's Which weird. I find sort of funny because it's this thing of like, you can put, like, you're happy to get up on stage and like be vulnerable with people when you're not yourself. But as soon as you have to be yourself, then everybody's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, my we all turn into gremlins. It's kind of the same way. Like we tell uh, our gimmick is we tell like real life stories from like things that we've done in our lives. Sure. And that, that intimidates a lot of other players or yeah. like, it doesn't happen a lot. And we're like, why not? It's like perfect inspiration for right. what you're about to go be silly about. But yeah, I guess like the protection of a layer of uh, fake makes it a lot easier to do. You get the confidence up of like, I'm not, you don't have to judge me. You just judge this silly costume that's in front of you. Right. Um, Whereas, yeah, I mean like I have a, I have a background in like poetry and storytelling. And so that's very much, I got very yeah. accustomed to just being like, whatever, here's all my bullshit. Everyone <laughs> knows it now. <laughs> have more of my anxieties. Yeah. Most of, most strangers that have ever seen me perform uh, anything of that nature know a lot about my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, but it's a weird thing. It's, I think it's the same with photos where it's like, even if you're used to like being in photos in character or like being on stage, once you have to be yourself and be like, okay, I'm presenting this sort of like weird simulacrum of like what I look like when I am having a good time. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. Like Damon and I were talking about how we are like, we're only having the photographer at the ceremony at Mm -hmm. the reception. It's going to be like, take photos with your cell phone and upload them to a hashtag and we'll download them later. And we have a photo booth that will email you the photos that you uh, signed it for. Speaking of which, I don't think Sharon got back to me about if there's Wi-Fi. Sharon. Um, God damn it, Sharon. Anyway, Sharon, whatever. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, um, what was I saying before I got incensed? <laughs> uh, we were talking about how like we're paying for a photographer to like take pictures of us. So it feels like an old timey Victorian kind of deal where like I'm only going to get these photos of me at my wedding done once in my life. Sure. So I might as well gussy up as well as I can and stand very still. Right. <laughs> so, um. I mean, we talked about makeup in another episode, but I'm going to, I'm going to be wearing like false eyelashes, which I've never hmm. tried before. And currently you're staring at a makeup free face, uh, Tegan and not America. You can't see me. You don't know. I'm beautiful. Um, you are. Thank you. but later today I'm going to try out like what makeup I bought for the wedding to yeah. see if I can make myself still look like a human. Right. Still look like yourself. Yeah. Like I want to look like me, but best version of me. Yeah. And this is the, like, and then for the reception, I'm going to put on red lipstick and black eyeliner and call it a day. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I want to Get weird party. on it. I just want to get weird. Um, and I tried on my wedding dress yesterday. I was so afraid that I was, like, not going to fit it for some reason. And it yeah. fits fine. And I look great. And it's great. <sighs> um, but so for the ceremony, uh, in a Cook, a Cook County courthouse ceremony, you go to the Cook County courthouse, which is uh, in, like, right next to or in also includes city hall uh downtown and you go into the basement <laughs> and you give some people ten dollars and your marriage license that you picked up earlier uh we talked about that right maybe do you guys have that yet we do we went and got it uh like two days after we could so you can get it 60 days out oh wow and we got it like day 58 and we're nice. like yay uh that costs 60 dollars at least in cook county okay and you have to provide a lot of information uh, like your parents' names and like address and where they were born and all this stuff. 
which we weren't prepared to give them, but oh, wow. we knew, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but you also have to have like a passport or your social security card and birth certificate kind of deal. Like you're applying for a job. Right. Just to Except- confirm that you are who you say you are and that yeah. you do in fact exist. Right. And you have to do it in person because they don't want you marrying a fictional body pillow. Sure. Or a real body pillow. Well, <laughs> could I you just- imagine the work involved in marrying a fictional body pillow? <laughs> What is that? The episode of 30 Rock? Kimiko what? with James Franco? Kimiko, that's what it, I was trying to remember the body, James Franco's body pillow's name. <laughs> I think it was Kimiko. It was Kimiko, yeah. You're um, right. So I'm not marrying a body pillow. I'm marrying a real life human man. So you say. So I say. Who can be sure? Uh, and we're going to take our family into the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's going to murder each other. And it's going to be a battle royale and whoever comes out on the other side is married. <laughs> interesting tactic we kind of hope that both of us win um but in photos that i have seen it is really like a room with a marriage themed hang in there cat poster seriously yeah it's like you know those posters that are like the black frame with like an inspirational like word end quote yeah it's like that usually but it says like marriage and they're just taped to the wall okay and then it's like brown carpet plain room and a, a big like Noel furniture desk in front of you that a judge stands behind and officiates you at. And I think some other courthouses, uh, your mileage may vary. I think some of them get a little classier than that. Yeah. But I'm okay with this uh, because we're going to fill the room. <laughs> right. 15 people is the max you can have and we're going to have 15 in there including us, 15 guests. Sure. Um, uh, and, and a photographer. So the decor will really be our family which I think is great. That's cute. Uh, and as far as I know, it's a very, very fast ceremony. The thing is done in like five to ten minutes because there's not Keep much to do. You did yeah. all the legal bits. You right. just have a judge tell you that it's like okay to do it. There, our photographer has an Instagram because she should, uh, and she posts pictures from like uh, ceremonies in the courthouse. And there was one that was like the judge was like thumbs up at them, <laughs> and they were like yeah, thumbs up back, and it was great. That's um, pretty cute. And I'm really excited about that. And then afterwards, we're going to go to lunch. And then we're going to go to our Airbnb and call it a day. Um, That's wonderful. I think so. But ceremonies can range. And you're doing that the day before your, your before wedding. Before the party. Your party proper. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I think Damon and I are going to go to the place that we rented and spend some time alone playing board games, eating pizza, and doing <laughs> marriage stuff. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Uh, and then... Uh, the next day we're going to get together and set up the party and like, awesome. that'll be really nice. I think that'll be good. I think so. Good, good break between the two things. Yeah. Um, but some ceremonies go right into the party mm-hmm. and you do, uh, photos post ceremony. So you have a photographer that takes your photos during the ceremony and then post ceremony, you go and do your family portraits and everybody goes and gets to the reception venue. Sure. And then every there's an arrival thing. Like, you have your cocktail hour where everybody hangs out without you and then you show up and there's like a big entrance. Right. We're not doing that. And I'm okay with that. Cause I think it'd be better to spend my cocktail hour saying hi to people. Right. Uh, and, and having the cocktails that and you having have. cocktails. Cause I'm excited about drinking. <laughs> Good. <laughs> my memoir title. I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited about, about drinking. drinking. <laughs> Liz story. Uh, but so other ceremonies that are out there, I mean, like you can do kind of anything. In some places you can self-officiate where it's just the two of you like signing your own marriage license and mailing it off and you're done. 
like you can do whatever kind of ceremony you want. That's great. My parents got married uh, and their officiant wasn't even there. Oh. Too early for Skype. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to blow up my parents' spot. Is there spot. A marriage legal? I'm pretty sure their marriage is legal. Uh, <laughs> but their, uh, they, their officiant, I believe, signed the, the thing later. Oh. And was like, I was there in absentia. But it was just the two of them and two witnesses. And so they like sort of self-officiated. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's fine. And it's been long enough now that like statute of limitations. Right. Exactly. They're, they're common law married no, <laughs> no matter, matter what. what. So uh, they've been together for like 40 years. So it's okay. <laughs> I think that by this time it's all evened out. Yeah. But that would be the subject of some sort of silly, like my big fat Greek wedding two sort of scheme. We're like, oh, well, totally. our parents haven't been married this whole time. Blah! Throw them away. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to say, throw them away. <laughs> Get rid of your parents if they're not married. Throw them in the garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. You don't have to throw them away. Some places you can self-officiate. Illinois is not one of those places, but my home state, Pennsylvania, is. I mm-hmm. think we talked about that before on this podcast. I think we might have, yeah. Um, in other places, you need a certain amount of witnesses. I'm pretty sure here you just need to. Actually, I don't know that you need any witnesses in Illinois. You might just need an officiant. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're gonna have plenty. I feel like that should count, right? As a witness, one witness, like one, I think it's one like one witness who's definitely witnessing it, just super witnessing for it for sure. But I think they like try to keep you away from like a conflict of interest, like the judge. Sure, I don't know. It's dumb. I don't understand why we just do look the at the rules and where you are. Yeah, it's fine. Check your local listings. <laughs> for check times, your local TV your guide times. for show times for your how to get married. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can do a courthouse wedding. You can do a religious ceremony. Uh, I have some experience with going to religious ceremonies. Uh, if you Catholic, that wedding going to be long. If you Catholic, get a snack before you get married. <laughs> Cause good Lord, I've been to some Catholic weddings and that shit's like one to three hours, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on how old your priest is. <laughs> like uh, what kind of Orthodox are you? Right. <laughs> That's how long your wedding will be. Uh, there's there's some fun like ceremonial traditions that I think religious ceremonies bring to the table that are mm-hmm. like sweet. Like I don't know anything about this for real, but in a Greek Orthodox ceremony, according to my big fat Greek wedding, you like take a walk around like with your as your first steps as husband and wife, like around the altar together. Oh, that's I cute. Think that's really sweet. And I know that there's some marriages where like you what? culture is it in india i think they do like you put a like a a sheet over top of them and they get to look at each other in a mirror to like see each other for the first time as husband and wife oh that's cute i think that's very sweet i like that (laughs) yeah I like, um, you know, uh, there's obviously in, in Jewish weddings, there's the, the stomping of the glass, Yeah, which I always like. Um, do you know why they do that? Like what that symbolizes? I don't know. I feel like I knew at one point I'm going to, you're going to, I'm going to Google it. I'll talk about a different. Okay. (laughs) In plain old Protestant ceremonies, things are pretty cut and dry. (laughs) Well, I also like, like, you know, and it's sort of, uh, I think it was, it has, uh, traveled through, through many different wedding traditions, but like hand fasting where essentially you like, you put your hands together and then the, the officiant sort of like ties your hands together with each, like layers it over with like each vow that you make to each other. So it's like you're, you're, you know, sort of strengthening your bond with like a literal tie. That's so sweet. Yeah. I really like, uh, damn, neither Damon nor I are, are particularly religious at all, but we do think that like the ceremony and, uh, 
style of a lot of religious things are just like very beautiful and interesting to see and observe. And a lot of it is very touching, you know? I mean, if you can get past a lot of the, a lot of the crappy things about organized religion, there's a lot of nice stuff in there too. Uh, otherwise people wouldn't do it. Um, what other, like there's, uh, ceremonial traditions that get a little, uh, hot button topic are things like your dad walking you down the aisle or, um, did we already talk about, I think we did on the bridesmaids episode about that mom of the bride who was like wearing a wedding dress at the wedding. No, 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 no. The one where she was like, your best friend can't be your maid of honor cause she's disabled and can't walk. Oh yeah. I think that was in a different episode, but fuck that lady forever. Yeah. Fuck that lady forever. Um, as a side note, I've discovered What'd why they break glasses at Jewish weddings and I find it actually sort of beautiful. Um, not that I'm like surprised by that. I'm like, <laughs> how shockingly <dare> <laughs> a wedding tradition is very nice. Um, but no, it is supposedly to commemorate the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem. Oh. Um, and it is in that way, um, also meant to symbolize the fact that, uh, basically at the beginning of time, you and the person you're marrying were one soul that were then split apart. And now you are able to come back together and become one soul again. Oh, that's so nice. Because you were, yeah, uh, as your time to enter this world approached, God shattered that single soul into two parts, one male and one female. Well, gender essentialist, sure, whatever. Sure, but sure. Uh, scrap <laughs> that part. Uh, the One, uh, yeah, one person and another person. <laughs> right. one, that single soul into two parts. These two half souls were then born into the world with a mission to try to find each other and reunite. Uh, at the time, the split seemed tragic and incomprehensible. Why create fragmentation when there was just once completion? Why break something just so it could be fixed? And if you're meant to be together, why didn't God leave you together? Aww. And then under the chuppah, uh, the, these questions can be answered. With marriage, two halves are reuniting, never to part again. Aww. That's so sweet. Right? Not only that, but you can look back at the painful experience of being separated and actually celebrate it. For now, it is clear that the separation brought you closer than you would have otherwise been. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause it's talking about how like being by having your, and I mean, obviously this relies on you believing in the concepts of, of like soulmates, soulmates, which not everybody does and that's fine, mm-hmm. but I think it's still kind of nice. It's cause it's talking about like the fact that you were only able to become the people that you needed to be in order to marry one another by living separate lives and developing as individuals yeah. um, that you couldn't have like spent your whole lives being together. And now you are now able to because and... you've grown so much yeah. separately. <sighs> Which and I you think bring, is, that's so nice because that's something that I think Damon and I think about like uh, with our relationship that like the two of us had to grow and learn and become the people that we were to be like able to be good partners to each other. Right. And that now that we are together, we bring so much from each other's life experience to the table that like we are stronger with each other than we were apart. Yeah. I'm so sweet. Yeah. And this, so it's, sweet. this says like, this is, um, Shabbat.org. It says, uh, thank you, Jewish Google. Um, thank you, Jewish Google. <laughs> Jewish internet found for me on Google. Um, but it says, ironically, it is only by being torn apart and living lives away from each other that uh, you are able to grow and develop as individuals to mature and grow. Uh, your coming together is something you had to achieve and choose and therefore is appreciated deeply. With the joyous reunion at the wedding, it becomes clear that your soul was split only in order to reunite and become one on a higher and deeper level. Aww, that's so nice. That's very nice. See, some wedding traditions are really lovely yeah. and uh, not just for the Instagrams. Yeah. And some wedding traditions, you know, I can take or leave. Yeah. Uh, I think that the idea of having your dad walk you down the aisle can be very sweet, but I totally understand why some people are like, no, thank you. Right. Because it's, it's sort of that I, it's like comes from the tradition of 
here, sir, I'm handing off my property to you now. From one man to another. Right, which is gross. Yes. But, but the also, idea of like, like your dad helping guide you through life and now guiding you to this like next step of your life is a sweet thing if you can frame it that way. Right. Which is why I like when when I know some people do this like will have both of their parents if both their parents are, mm-hmm. are living and on good terms like they will have both of their parents uh, walk them down the aisle which I think is kind of nice because yeah. that's then it's not just about like from one male protector to another, but it's like, like it's like here, your your the family that raised you is handing you off to go build your own family, which yeah. I think is really cute. Yeah, and like and and you can do that kind of with like some important person in your life. Sure. Like, like anyone who is important and formative in your in your your growing into the person that you are. Sort of like here, yeah. now you now you get to do this for somebody else, maybe. Yeah. Which uh, is nice. I will say not crazy about uh, how a lot of ceremonies that are officiated by like priests or like just like anybody, the officiant will mention something about how quickly these people should start having kids. Yeah, that's don't do that. It's weird. Like you don't know what their deal is in that department. Like leave it be. Yeah, that's another thing. It's just like don't generally assume that anyone is or is not planning to have children, and don't Although, don't be weird about it. I think it's just some play it cool, man. Religious ceremonies the idea is you should be planning to have children that's like part of the deal like right you're getting married so you can have so kids. you can have children but Which, also like like no it's 2018 no we have a population problem like do your own thing yeah i mean like chill out have a kid if you want but like i don't know but it's not it is no longer i feel a a moral imperative for yeah. people to have children you don't at least have to have six kids to run your farm not yet right. anyway after the sunburst takes out all of our electronics and we're back to farming our own land then, then maybe to say, but like about worry it. about that once it happens yeah guard your wombs carefully um <laughs> I'm trying to think about other ceremonial things that are like, uh, oh, okay. Here's the thing. I think that some, uh, Instagrammy weddings and wedding industrial complex weddings try too hard to force the, like, this is a sweet tradition because we're not particularly religious in any kind of way. And they do that like sand art thing. What? You ever seen this? It's like, there's two little milk bottle vases of, colored sand and then a big milk bottle vase of colored sand and they like pour it in together but it it like it looks like mud (laughs) is that just to be like this is my sand and this is your sand and and now now our sands become one sand i think so yeah i don't love that and sometimes i think that kind of thing looks a little sweeter when it's like you have two separate same colored glasses of sand and you pour them together and you're like you can't separate them back out again right that's cute i guess uh, I will also say unity candles never work. <laughs> I've never seen two people attempt to light a unity candle and do it successfully the first time. I think it's you never have happened. to pre-burn a unity candle. It's never happened. Because <laughs> I also, like, you're setting yourself up for failure with a unity candle anyway, because, like, I've never had a regular candle burn correctly on the first try. Like, right. it takes a minute to get that waxy layer, like, going. Down, yeah. And if you are outside... Then... Go Good. fuck yourself because it's not going to happen. You're going to look like a bad uh, omen to your grandma. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. can't get your unity candle lit. It's not going to happen. Although, you know, it's very pretty. I get the like the. I get it. But also oh. the practical elements Mm-mm. make it not worth it to uh, me. I will also say I'm going to put a moratorium right now. And I don't do this very often. No live animals or insects at your wedding. Insects. Yeah, like those things where they're like, under everyone's seat is a box with a butterfly in it. Gross. Why would you do that to butterflies? Because the idea is you'll all open up the box and butterflies will fly away. But here's the deal. 
insects and doves especially are not yeah. toys and right. they don't just do don't what you want do them that. to like They're, I don't know if you want your dog to be your ring bearer. That's, that's one fucking cute. thing. Make that's cute. Fine, whatever. Like tie. as long as you're prepared for the fact that that dog is going to do poop on whatever your that dog's going to do. That's fine. But it's I think you should follow the same rule for your wedding as you do for a uh, stage place, which is if you're no dogs and no kids, no dogs and no babies. <laughs> because if you're gonna bring on a live animal or a baby, you have to understand that one, that's the only thing the audience is going to be looking at, and two, you got to be prepared for that creature to do something you don't expect. Yeah, because they don't have the same kind of, like, tension about this going correctly as you. Right. Butterflies only give a shit about not being crushed by the little box that they're in, and honestly, 90% of the time, half of them will be. Right. <laughs> and it looks very sad when everyone throws a bunch of dead butterflies in the air. Yeah, don't do that. crashing back down to the ground. Like, I once saw a play, I saw a play in London that was a really good, very well done play that had in the play it was a massive cast and they had an infant baby and a live duck why on the stage why? and it worked out fine well, the sure, night that i was got there the budget for it but i was terrified and that duck knows it's gonna be dinner if it don't get it together that duck knows uh did i ever tell you about the time that my high school did pippin it was like i was my sophomore year of high school no and we did pippin and during Pippin, there's a thing where Pippin tries to, like, win over the kid of the lady he's seeing mm -hmm. by, like, providing the kid with a cute animal. Sure. And in the script, the cute animal is a lamb. So we got a lamb. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? We got a lamb. Uh, we only had the lamb for a day of the show because, it, one, lambs don't like stage lights. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know about this. I don't know if you know this, but lambs don't like crowds or stage lights. Interesting. And two, backstage, they just scream. <laughs> It would just be like, yeah, 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 and it wasn't cute. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to lambs, Liz. <laughs> but it's like you think of lambs as like ideal baby Jesus scenes, and in real life, lambs are hell beasts. Lambs will fuck your shit. It's like having a goat. You wouldn't put a live goat in a stage show. That goat would be doing kickflips off your neck. There's no reason anybody thinks should think that sheep are cuter than goats, except that sheep have like a fluffier body. Right. Like goats but like and not fluffy in a way that you really want to like floof on. No, you want to shave it off and make it into a sweater. It's that'll waxy itch and you. thick. It's waxy and thick. You ever heard of lanolin? <laughs> Get ready, <laughs> some sheep secretions coming your way. Uh, Ooh, that's so, the grossest thing you've ever said to me. I think wow. probably. <laughs> Gross. Put that on the list. You know, grosser than flaky. <laughs> oh, God. Well, now this podcast has come full circle. Uh, I think so. Uh, I will say, again, just, like, uh, don't use animals. Yeah, don't use animals. Don't Especially use if you're intending to use animals as a, like, beautiful prop. In general, in your whole rest of your life, just don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to animals. Animals are going to do what animals do. Right. Uh, also, be feel, nice to them. And be nice to them. Don't murder a bunch of monarch butterflies. Just because you're like, it'll look good in my pictures. It won't when they're all dead on the ground and right. your uncle is stepping on them to and get out of And then also, the you're going to feel like a bad person, hopefully. You should feel like a bad you person. You fucking killed a bunch of butterflies. That's, <laughs> your, that's on you, Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> hey, Brenda. How about you don't hire any more doves? Because doves, I think, are very unethically treated. They shove them into boxes and then like half the doves are dead on the bottom and the it's... other half fly away out of desperation, not out of hope for your marriage. Yeah, don't fucking do that to doves. It's not a good way to start a marriage. Um, any other searing opinions? 
No, I feel like that's good. I would just I like so to remind America that I'm now available to officiate your wedding if that's something oh, yeah. that you want. Same. Uh, yeah, we're I'm, both we're, we're both, both ordained. So uh, I'll say I'm a little busy in the month of September. Yeah, but if you're free, if you need an October wedding or later, then uh, I'm your girl. I or one of us. Up. You know, Tegan is free also. We'll officiate the shit out of your wedding. That will be. I will wear a bathrobe to your wedding. Oh, I think it's part of my vows. I will wear whatever you tell me to. No limits. <laughs> I love it. I said it. It's going to... Oh, shit. Legit. Um, that's all I else? got. That's all I got. Take us out, T. Um, you, you know remember, what? You remember how I say it. about weddings. Yeah. And about life. Yeah. And about, you know, trying to get live animals in your life. I mean, don't, your don't stage show. say this yet until you tell people about Instagram and, and podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Instagram and podcast. Oh, yeah. So you can find, our, this is a podcast that you just listened to. You can find it uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or on anywhere else that you get your fine, freshly brewed podcasts. <laughs> um, and you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at MWIC underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, which is mywedding-industrial-complex.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. You can email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. She knows all the names. Um, and if you are looking for some sweet, sweet ukulele jams, you should uh, check out our composer, Charles e. Miller, who recorded our theme song. Um, and you can find her on Spotify and iTunes, correct? Uh, yeah. And anywhere you can find music. And sometimes she even has a full band with a guitar and reverb. Yeah. God. I know. Free reverb. Free Check re- that shit out, America. Free reverb. <laughs> Free verb. Um, hmm. And as always, there it is. Today and forever. Bless you and keep you. Do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. My children. <laughs> By the Amen. time you hear this podcast, I'm a be married. Holy shit. That's right. Right? Yeah. Because yes. next episode's Spice Chain. Oh, oh shoot. shoot. I hope that you're that you've listened to Spice Chain by now and you're uh, hitting us up with all of your Spice Chain theories. Please email us your Spice Chain theories. Uh, and well, if you are Spice Chain, tell us all of your secrets. Should we do a quick update now or save it for next episode? Let's do a Spice Chain mini-sode. Okay, okay. Second Spice Chain mini-sode. We're gonna keep you updated on the Spice Chain saga. So like coming right up, baby. Uh, coming in hot and fresh. Tell us about your spice chains. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.